Well, hello and greetings, TWP, the whole pastor. This is TWP Conversations. Um, it's been some time, uh, but we are back. It is August 2022, um, and we um, are here with Dr. Ross Shelton, and um, I'm excited for this conversation. Uh, long story short, um, I was reading the Baptist Standard, and I saw this uh, title of an article, Pastors, Exercise Isn't Self-Care, It's Survival Care. I read the article and I thought, I need to talk to this pastor. I need to hear his testimony. I need to know who he is. And then we need to share his uh, heart and information to the TWP world. And so that's what we did. So hello, Ross Shelton. How are you today? I'm well, Bobby. Thank you for having me on. Yes, thank you for taking the time uh, to just uh, share your insight, your thoughts, your heart, and just to share your story. And so let's start there. Who are you? Where are you at? What do you do? Um, I, I think that would be good to, to start as our, our, our base. Sure. Thank you, uh, Bobby. I'm a native of uh, Houston, Texas. That's where I, I grew up most of my childhood and through high school, went to Jersey Village High School. Uh, went to Houston Baptist University, where I met my wife, uh, Lauren, and uh, graduated there with a Bachelor of Arts degree in Christianity and History. We got married, and then a, a, literally a day to the, to, whatever, a week to the day we got married, we drove up to Boston and did my first year of seminary at Gordon-Conwell Theological Seminary in South Hamilton, where I became a New England Patriots fan, by the way. I don't think I Forgot to tell you that, so don't hold <laughs> don't hold that against me. So, but uh, then uh, after a year in Boston, we transferred to Baylor, uh, where my wife did a master of music degree, and I finished up at Truett Seminary. After I graduated from Truett, my first pastorate was First Baptist Church Castroville, uh, southwest of San Antonio. Was there almost almost three and a half years, and then from there went to First Baptist Woodville and uh, Southeast Texas was there almost uh, six years, five years, 10 months, began doing my doctoral studies at Dallas Baptist University at that time. In September, 2013, I came to Brenham as the pastor of First Baptist Brenham and uh, completed my uh, studies at Dallas Baptist while I was here as well. And so graduated uh, with a PhD in leadership studies at Dallas Baptist in 2015. And again, as I was sharing with you before the, 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 um, the, podcast, a lot of my, uh, my calling and then my research in, in, in God's providence has been centered around church revitalization. So established uh, churches had going through difficult times, whether stagnation or conflict or what have you. Uh, as I shared, you know, all three churches that I've pastored were preceded by an intentional interim pastor. And, and so again, for different reasons, and so and then my so my dissertation research was on uh, revitalization and established Baptist General Convention of Texas related churches. And so that's been kind of, you know, it's not how I sort of drew up how I thought pastoral ministry was going to go for me when I was in seminary. This is not the trajectory I thought, uh, but it's the trajectory in God's providence that I've been on. And so uh, so within the context of re learning to lead and researching and, and all that, I've also obviously. Uh, been focused on being a healthy pastor and what does that look like and, and having been through difficulties and trials and all the different aspects of 
that are, that, you know, that pastors go through. And so uh, I've been grateful to, you know, that, that, you know, have some of these disciplines in place, if you will, around uh, physical health as well. I know that's kind of what we're focused on today. So, Well, so let me redeem a bit of information for you. Yeah. You went to Boston, New England Patriots. Yeah. Um, but then you came to become a Baylor Bear. Yeah. Um, Michael Truett Seminary. We'll, we'll <laughs> allow that. Then to finish at DBU as a yeah. Patriot. Patriots. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, so I see, I, I can see, I can, I think all of our listeners just turned everything back on to hear yeah. this. Uh, again. I, I should point out, I have uh, three kids as well. I have uh, two, two, uh, two daughters, a 15 year old and a 13 year old and a son. Uh, so Audrey Libby, and then my son Garrett is nine years old. I have a brother, Scott uh, Shelton, who is also a, he's also went to Truett Seminary as a pastor in Annapolis, Maryland. And uh, he and his wife and three kids live there and two stepsisters in Houston and family. And, and so anyway, uh, uh, different places. So, so, uh, just quick, yeah, quick little side note there on family as well. So. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's fantastic. Well, thank you again for being here. Um, let's, let's jump into it. So pastors yeah. exercise isn't self-care it's survival care early on. And before we hit record here, um, you were sharing a bit about the renewing or the revitalization process for churches, but also one thing that stood out to me and that I love that we're having this conversation was also the idea of renewing, revitalizing, restoring just life in general. Mm-hmm. We're talking physical health here. Mm-hmm. Um, why that emphasis? Um, where was it that led you to realizing self-care is um, exercise isn't self-care, it's survival care. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Bobby. So in the, in the article, I share a little bit of my, uh, background in terms of, uh, when I was a, a child, I was always, I'm six foot three. So I was always kind of the tallest kid in class, but also late elementary school and stuff. I started, you know, just sitting around and eating junk food and stuff, putting on weight. And in seventh grade, I went to a, a new school, uh, and Cy Fair ISD's Cook Junior High. And when we moved there, I didn't know a soul. So I'm this tall, kind of overweight, chubby kid. And so I went out for the football team. I didn't, you know, probably wasn't going to do cross country at that size, <laughs> at that size. And, uh, and found some success in, in playing football, which of course, if, as a lineman, then you're bulking up. So you're just, you know, I tell people what I ate and weight gainer shakes. And I mean, it was, you know, it was awesome, but it was, you know, but I'm packing on the pounds. So by my senior year in high school, I was bulked up to about 250 pounds, again, built like a, an offensive lineman. And uh, I won't go too far into, you know, I, I again, had some success, had some interest from college. I wasn't like an All-American or, I mean, I don't want to dramatize it, but I could have probably played in college on a scholarship, but I really bottomed out in terms of uh, I put so much emphasis on football and weight training and stuff that I really burned out uh, during the football season of my senior year and anyway out of that although out of that out of that was also God stirring within me calling to pastoral ministry and so once I was done with football I knew I needed to get the weight off you know I didn't you know it's it's hard for guys who are linemen who are used to eating like that Sometimes they really balloon up and get real big. And so, so starting kind of in the spring semester, my senior year of high school, I started to start trying to run distance. I could do like half a mile 
three quarters of a mile. I just wasn't built for that. And so, but slowly but surely through diet and exercise, and even as going into college, I didn't put on the freshman 15. I lost 15, you know. So by my by the, you know, by my freshman year of uh college, I had probably lost, you know, 60 to 70 pounds. And um, and that just that just continued on. It, it just became a habit, it became part of the routine of my life was uh, you know, some distance running, weight training, and, and it just, everywhere we moved, I just kind of found a way to do it. Um, and as I moved into pastoral ministry into Castroville, so those habits were already kind of ingrained and built in, but as, as I began to deal with the stress and pressure of the pastorate, again, it's, every vocation has its own unique stresses. And so, but, um, and, and the nature of the pastorate is, at least in the United States, is, is you're more sanitary, you're sitting, you're, you're talking, you know, you're doing a lot of eating on behalf of your church. Um, that exercise, that, that, that I found that that was, boy, that was a, a powerful release of stress, providing, you know, mental health wise, helping to provide kind of equilibrium and uh, maintain, you know, I've, you know, at times I've struggled, I would, uh, you know, uh, you know, get, get into 205 and 210 in terms of my weight. So, so you can't outrun a bad diet. So sometimes, some of the times I've had to uh, 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 change my diet to kind of get back into a little healthier way of doing things. So, so kind of coming out of that and, and having those ingrained habits. And then and as, as my exercise habits intersected with the stresses of pastoral ministry, that's where I really found, boy, this is, this is really at the top of sustaining this calling that God's placed on my life and, and the, the joys and the strains of leadership. And, and, um, and so, um, so yeah, so that, that's again, a quick, you know, quick background to how exercise has kind of become ingrained and part of my life. Um, you in the article speak to the uncomfortable feelings that you have with the term self-care. Um, can you speak to that a little bit? What, yeah. what do you uncomfortable? Yeah. Where's the tension with the idea of self-care? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I mean, this, I'm, I'm not right when I say this, I'm just saying, you know, so self-care is, you know, you know, go to the spa and, you know, and <laughs> I've never been to a spa, but you know, go to a spa and, you know, and sit there and relax by the poolside or something like, you know, in other words, like a luxury like self-care is, you know, I don't have time for that. That's a, that's a luxury, you know, and, and that's not, that's not an accurate definition of self-care, but, but it is, it it can be a kind of game that we play. And so, so as I was, as I was exercising and thinking about this article that Eric had asked me to write, um, that's why, you know, it's not really, it's not just for me, self-care, it's survival care. And I don't know if I'm, you know, I, I never, you know, no, nothing's ever that unique. I thought, well, you know, that's kind of a play on words that I think may be helpful. It's helpful for me, but it may be helpful for others. This isn't just about a luxury that, you know, if you find time, no, this is really, you know, is again, I'm making assumptions about people having, phys, you know, physical ability to, to exercise and have been given the health clearance to, to do so. And I understand that, that not everybody has the luxury that I have of going to run four miles like I did this morning. But, um, but it's, you know, this was, this has been for me a practice in my life, a habit in my life that is, is not just a a luxury. It's not just a, an option, boy, it's, it's really core to helping sustain 
my life and and leadership. So that, that's kind of where I kind of played on those words a little bit. And, and I don't think it's wrong at all to say yeah. uh, everyone's going to be mad at you because you talked about self-care in that way. I think we all have our own preconceived knowledge <laughs> right. or preconceived assumptions, right or wrong. And so, right. no, I, I think that that was a helpful way that you acknowledge that idea of self-care versus survival care. And then you made this statement, which I think was fantastic. Um, you talk about the optional luxury, as you just mentioned, mm-hmm. I am thinking about what needs. And, and when I read this, I'm thinking of the pastor, pastors, family, ministry leaders that are listening. Um, I'm thinking about what needs to happen so I can survive and per- persevere in personal ministry for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. That's the heart behind TWP. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to be a resource hub where pastors realize they're not alone in these struggles. They're not alone in these wins. Um, Yet we want pastors to be in their ministry calling for the glory of God for the long haul. And so can we speak health into that? Can we uh, rally around each other for that? And so that's the heart behind this. I think it's well, well said there. Um, That's life renewing um, for for, for pastors. And so I think that's extremely, um, you said something also, um, you talk a lot about in the article about this prolonged ministry, which is extremely important, but with prolonged ministry, and I don't know if you intentionally, uh, tied these together, but, um, spiritual, physical, mental health for the prolongment of ministry are all connected. Uh, is that how you see it as well? I agree. Yes. You know, I think it's yeah, integration and I think Bobby too. I think one of the challenges we face um, is 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 the kind of the right word, you know, deintegration or whatever, disintegrate. I don't, you know, not integrating these elements in our life or how we think about them. So, stewarding in terms of physical health, stewarding our bodies for the glory of God. Again, that's going to look different for each person and stage of life and health and physical ability. And so, but. But uh, how do we steward our, our bodies? You know, we want to steward them towards, towards holiness. You don't want to use our bodies as instruments of ungodliness, right? We want to, uh, you know, we want to uh, steward our bodies in terms of health availability. You know, we, you know one of the, the ways to think about it is that if, if, as God calls me, I don't want to, insofar as I'm able to, to do this, I don't want to be able to say, well, I can't do that because of physical health. It's something I had control over. Right. Um, and so the kind of this kind of uh, dualism or you know separation of the body from well what we do with our body doesn't really uh, really matter but it, but it does and it's it's integrated to other things so I, I do believe that exercise for me um, in terms of my physical health has been part and partial to health in other areas of life and, and I would especially tie it to to mental health. Right. Um, you know, I mean, plenty of studies show that, you know, how exercise is integrated with mental, mental health. And um, which isn't to say that where there is clinical need for mental health intervention in terms of medication or something like that. But those are also, in other words, exercise doesn't um, it's not either exercise, exercise, but those things are also integrated as well. So. So, yeah, I I have a, a strong belief in. Well, you know, one of the fruits of the spirit is self-control. And so, you know, so these things, how we do use our mind and how we use our body and 
and the formation of the, the, the means of grace that God gives us through his word and prayer to grow in, 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 in the relationship with him all. I see those things as integrated. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. You also, um, you quote two individuals that I'm very familiar with, and I don't know if <laughs> others are. Um, uh, one is Eric Liddell. Um, yeah. <laughs> feel the pressure, um, or I am, oh, where'd it go? Um, yeah, feel when the pressure. When I run, I feel the pleasure of God. Yeah, yeah feel yeah. the pleasure that's of God. That's not me. Get, yeah, I appreciate no. that Eric feels that way, but that's not, that's not me. I, I yeah, may feel no, it afterwards, but. When I'm running, I don't. I'm still, you know, I still at heart. I'm the, you know, uh, I guess maybe a lineman. Like, why am I running so far? You know, so, so, I, you know, and I, you know, I, I love that. I love that testimony. It's just, it's just not mine. Not well, mine. and I was going to, I was going to ask you, you did four today. So you did, did, you felt the pleasure of God after when you're sitting maybe. With yeah, the after, yeah, after I was done. Yeah, yeah, I did. But, uh, but during it, you know, it's, yeah, I, uh, yeah, again, I, and I know people who really, I mean, even the process of running is deeply enjoyable for them. And so, um, but that, that's just, you know, for me, it's, it's very much, I mean, I, you know, for me, exercise is something that I, I have to do, but I don't necessarily enjoy doing, I, you know, it's kind of, I, I enjoy having done it more than the process of doing it. And so, um, yeah, so that's, yeah, that's, so yeah, so well, yeah, that I quoted him. <laughs> Oh, I think that's fantastic. But then you have on another end, you have a Navy SEAL, Jacko, uh, yeah. Jocko, and my brother, shout out to my brother, David. I don't know if he's going to listen, but he's, he's a big Jocko fan. My oh, brother's yeah. in the Coast Guard. Um, oh. And you talk, and I love this quote, by the way, by Jocko. Yeah. Um, and if, if, if you're listening and you're not familiar, um, he's got some good stuff. But he says this, accomplish your goals is not about motivation. It's about discipline. Yeah. So you spoke to that some already, this idea of we don't always necessarily need to be motivated, but it's just a choice to be disciplined mm -hmm. in whatever it is, whether it's right. uh, spiritual health, physical health, mental, relational, or financial. Um, yeah. It's about having that discipline to do it. Yeah. I find that quote helpful. And uh, his business partner, who he co-wrote a book with, called Extreme Ownership, Leif uh, Babin. Uh, the, uh, Leif's family is part of the First Baptist Woodville, where I previously pastored. So I don't, I don't know, never met Jocko in my life, but, but Leif, uh, who served with him, and, and now they have a business. And it, obviously, it's really done awesome, which I'm proud of them and, and uh, uh, glad for them. But uh, so that's, I was that's how I was kind of introduced was buying the book that Leif co-wrote with this guy named Jocko and then been listening to him. But, but I, I appreciate what he says on these areas is, is a lot of times we do try to say, you know, I'll, I'll exercise when I feel like it or man, I missed it. You know, and just, you know, this, these kind of these mind games. And, and so, no, you know, look, just, you, you, you got to lean on discipline, you know, and you build those habits. And, and, and what I find is, is, is when you have those habits built, that when you miss that habit, it's still ingrained in a way that you, it helps, it just kind of provides a kind of accountability for your life. So, uh, you know, so if I don't go run four miles, so I try to do everything in the morning um, and you try to get up about, you know, try to get up at 5.30 to either go run at the, at the, uh, the park here in Brenham or go to the, the gym and, and do the uh, uh, stationary bike and some upper body uh, lifting 
if I, if, if, if for instance, I oversleep or it's a crazy week, you know, maybe I go during the lunch or maybe I go after, you know, but it's, it's because, or sometimes, Hey, I had planned on doing this. It didn't happen. So I'm going to do this. It's, it's not exactly the full exercise regimen I had planned, but something beats nothing. And so I found that when he said that in that podcast where he was talking, I thought that, that really, that's it, right? Don't rely on uh, motivation because boy, that can look different. Rely on discipline, which is a kind of a consistent pattern of life. Yeah, that's really good. I also, I wrote an article in January where I highlighted a video. Um, I love to run also. Um, <laughs> and there's, uh, do you feel uh, the pleasure of God when you run? I do. Okay, I really good. do. So for me, it is <laughs> quite pleasurable spiritually, yeah. uh, mentally, um, a bit of my story. And I haven't shared this with you, but uh, yeah. three years ago, I was diagnosed with testicular cancer. Okay. Uh, and so I could not do any physical activity oh, wow. for yeah, Bobby. almost a year. Um, and after that, I, I set off and I said, we're running and I'm going to run yeah. every morning. And I too get up early to do it. Um, and yeah. so I do, I feel, um, it is very releasing to be out mm-hmm. running, whether it's alone yeah. or as a group yeah. of, of, of friends that I might have. So I do feel the pleasure of God. I, I just looked. So even you even go run with the group groups, huh? I do. So I have neighbors, I have friends that I run with, uh, from, from the climbing gym, other dads. Yeah. Um, um, and yeah, so I, I do, I run with my daughters. Um, oh, good. You know, one is a little more, uh, she feels the pleasure of God. The other one um, <laughs> is asking God, why is she yeah. out there running with us? Um, but I see that we're two hours and 27 minutes away. So I'll have to go find you at a park at 530. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll, if you see me running, I'll probably be in a bad mood. So just, just, <laughs> um, we'll, we'll, we'll speak to, to, but, you know, we have, we have an, our associate pastor here at first Baptist Brenham, Troy Sykes. He'll, he'll been here almost in December. He'll been here 24 years. He's an he's ultra marathoner. Um, oh, he okay. just finished a, um, uh, triathlon. And so he's, you know, he, he's a great, he's a great testimony as well of exercise and discipline and really, you know, is inspirational and in how, how he, he exercises and does that. So, so that's great. But, well, but I don't run with him. Either. I, like, for me, it's a solitary thing to do it, <laughs> get it done and move on with the day. So <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, I did my first ultra in January um, at big band and it was phenomenal. Um, I have a triathlon at the end of this month that I'm doing with Chris Johnson, who's the pastor at first. Baptist yeah. Center. Oh yeah. I know Chris, he's a great um, guy. Yeah, so we're doing that together uh, at the end of August. Uh, so I'm very excited for that. Um, so I think the so- most I've done is a 10K. Um, it just, and it's, it's the Bluebell. We have something in the spring called the Bluebell Fun Run here in Brenham. And uh, obviously Bluebell, but, but it supports our, our uh, athletic program here at, in uh, Brenham ISD. But, you know, I think, Bobby, you know, I think it's a good, I think, you know, I think as, as pastors hopefully are listening to this, that, you know, some people will really take on exercise and really grow into it and, and really move into it as a as something that's pleasurable and, uh, and functioning kind of like a hobby and, 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 and wanting to kind of really move up in terms of, of um, you know, what new challenges and, and things like that. And for others, and this, again, this is more kind of where I'm at, it's more of just kind of a rhythm and routine. And neither one of those is right or wrong, but I think, I think it can help manage expectations that you're not, you know, you're not called to be Bobby or Ross or Jock or any of these guys, you know, you're, you know, you know, you start with where you are and what works for you and build some of those habits 
And, you know, you don't have to become an ultra marathoner. Maybe it's, maybe it's really walking and, and, and developing a healthier diet. And, um, you know, that's the, I think that's the key thing is just do something it is if, again, as you have physical ability, just, just do, do something and, uh, go there, start there. Um, and when you don't feel like doing it, do it anyway. No excuses, yeah. you know? <laughs> well, and so you say that, and that's what I was going to end with here. Um, I just added one more. I had three, but here's the fourth, uh, start where you are, um, do it. Don't make excuses and then keep at it. Um, So hopefully those that are hearing, here's the sensitivity and intentionality. And this season with the whole pastor, I've sought to be a bit of a spark plug. Um, I don't know if you saw that blog post, but um, Mm -hmm. the spark plug is what makes the combustible elements explode to get the car going. Yeah. my hope in this podcast and is to do just that, that we mm-hmm. together become a spark for pastors, for their families to start where yeah. you're at, to start where you're at, uh, right. to do it, to not make excuses and then to keep at it. And if, if it um, didn't go the way you expected, try to do something, you know, in other words, build in those rhythms and habits and the payoffs come over time. You know, it, there, this is, this is not about quick fixes, um, gimmicks, this is about sustaining a life. Um, and, and for us, you know, Bobby, we're talking about pastors. Uh, and so for that to happen, especially as we face the challenges uh, that are, that pastors have always faced and, and some unique challenges for today, that there has to be this integration of, of health in terms of our uh, body, mind, and soul, you know, so. That's fantastic and well said. And um, again, just to highlight what you've said already, um, I can survive, persevere in pastoral ministry for the glory of God. Um, and so to him be the glory in this. And and I'm really grateful for your story and for your time that you've shared with us. And, um, and so thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you, Bobby. I'm honored to be on this. All right. TWP family, um, you've heard it. Um, uh, listen to this again, be intentional about your physical health, knowing that it plays into spiritual, uh, mental, emotional, financial, and relational health. And so we here at TWP are here to champion you. So thank you for listening and we will see you all soon. Have a great one. Bye.